Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat. And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet It's where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy, Dwayne in the building. Right back in here, another Tuesday. Super excited, as always, to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to The Bar. We're grateful that you are listening. And like I do every week, I love to start the show by thanking the listeners. Thank you guys for being who you are, for just being awesome, sharing The Bar podcast. And if you're listening right now, take your phone out screenshot your player and put it in your stories and let somebody know that you're listening to the bar and like i do every week i bring in awesome guests this awesome guest uh had the privilege of uh staying in the hotel room next to mine during the founders <laughs> founders <laughs> conference and then um we actually was able to uh, exchange information and i have on today none other than mr james renahan how you doing today sir I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for coming on the show. And um, and, and I, I told you that uh, my buddy Joe was trying to be stingy with your information uh, <laughs> when I asked. So I was glad that uh, God's providence put us right next to each other and and uh, and how that all worked out, man. So let me, let's jump right in. I'm going to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to my listeners. Anything you want to share, whether it's personal or professional, you got the floor to do that right here. All right. Well, thank you very much, Dwayne. Um, just want to say to Joe, if he's listening, that uh, <laughs> he was a naughty boy. And, uh, he, he should have given you that info. Next time, Joe, go ahead and do it. There you go. Yeah. But, uh, okay, I'm uh, president of IRBS Theological Seminary in Mansfield, Texas. I've uh, been married uh, to my wife for almost 43 years. Wow. We have five kids, uh, all grown up, uh, three boys and two girls. Uh, two of my sons are pastors. Uh, in fact, uh, some some of your folks may have read some of the stuff by my son Sam, who has uh, published quite a few books and uh, has been on podcasts and been at conferences and things. Nice. Um, I came to faith in Christ in 1970 uh, when I was a teenager, and um, thankful for God's grace and mercy in my life and my family. All all of my kids have professed their faith in Christ and are following him. Um, I don't know what else you want me to that's say. That's good. About it. No, that's, okay. that's amazing. Not so many different directions I want to go right now. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay. So I want to start, man, because, uh, you know, you're talking about your kids and your family. Um, let's start there. Uh, I know it's by the, you know, grace of God and, and God's providence, but um, was, I guess, the gospel or family worship intentional? In your family, like, was that something that you, you know, really sought out for your kids 
Um, Because I have small kids. I got four, not five, but I would love to have that same testimony, if that makes sense. And I know it's all up to God, but I'm just wondering on on from a father to father, what part did, did you, I guess, God used you to bring to that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did a variety of things. Of course, um, you know, most of the time in my life, I was a pastor. Gotcha. Um, and so my wife was in charge of the kids in worship while I was preaching. And she she did a great job with them of taking them from when they first sat in a worship service, uh, you know, and they're, they're just toddlers up until teenagers and shifting as uh, their age increases to get them to interact and listen to sing the hymns, to be able to pray, to listen to the sermon, etc. At home, uh, we did a variety of things. Um, We memorized, not all of it, but most of the shorter catechism and tried to talk through those things uh, with our kids. And it's interesting, my, my oldest son lives just around the corner from us here in Texas, and he's doing that now with his kids. Nice. He's got a, 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 a catechism for the little ones. Mm-hmm. He's got two who are about five and six, and then he's got two who are 11 and 12. And so the, the older ones are doing the shorter catechism. The younger ones are doing the, uh, the, the children's catechism. Wow. And it's, and it's great to see them. It's also great to see how he remembers what he learned exactly. when he was a kid. You know, now he's uh, almost 40, but he it, it was put into his mind, so he remembered that. No, that's that's phenomenal. You know, I think another thing that we, we really tried to do in our home is, uh, and I, I really think that this is an important thing, is we wanted to make our kids secure in the fact that we love them very much. Mm. You know, I grew up in a family where certainly we loved each other, but we didn't express our love to each other. Mm-hmm. And when my wife and I got married, we, we decided that we would be very verbal with each other and with our children and regularly tell each other how much we love each other. Wow. And, and, and so the kids grew up doing that, knowing that. And uh, I, I think that they were, they were very secure in mm-hmm. the fact that their parents loved them very much. And so they, they were aware of that. They knew that. And they were content. Which, which meant that the Christianity in our home was um, genuine mm-hmm. in, in their eyes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because they, they heard and they saw from us, and, and, and as you said, it's only by the grace of God, but, right. but they heard and saw in us, um, our, of course, our commitment to the worship of God, but also our commitment in the family to demonstrate what Christian love is to each other. Um, we, we had people in our home all the time. My, my wife is very hospitable and the kids grew up seeing all of that Mm -hmm. and and it really helped them. So when, when parents ask me the question, what did you do? (laughs) Well, I I say, well, one thing we did, we really tried to just make the kids secure in the fact that mom and dad love each other Mm -hmm. and they love you very much and Mm -hmm. you don't ever have to worry about that. I remember one time we, we were joking somehow and, and I, you know, the subject of divorce came up and, and one of my sons looked at me and said, dad, that thought never, ever crossed my mind. And we, we weren't talking about, you know, my wife sure. and I having problems, just somehow maybe yeah. we're talking about some other family or something. Mm-hmm. He said, dad, that never, that thought has never crossed my mind, never once. And that meant a lot to me wow. that, you know, he, his experience was my parents are, are together right. and, our family is together and, and thanks be to God. So 
I, I, that's, that's phenomenal. I hope that answers no, your question, that's, brother. Yes, no, that that is very very helpful um, because the the especially the security part because a lot of times um, the the sins that we chase are because we are chasing satisfaction or we're looking for something uh, when if it's mm-hmm. at home. You know, you won't necessarily have that void if you see that love that, mm-hmm. you know, that hear it, feel it. Um, so yep. that no, that's huge. That's huge. Like yeah. I said, I, my kids are smaller. Uh, you know, I, me and my wife do a pretty good job of that. You know, like I, I'm like your group in a home where you knew they love you because what they did for you. They really said it or, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. my dad, you know, I I don't know if I ever heard him say <laughs> he's just one of those old school yeah. guys, man. So no, that, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I really appreciate that nugget. Didn't even expect to get it, but that's what I love about my show. I really want to make it genuine. And, and that, that's what came up whenever you were uh, giving your description. So I'm going to jump into seminary life. Well, actually, before I do seminary life, I'm going to do, uh, cause you did some, you talk about pastorship and things like that. Um, have a lot of local pastors that listen to this show. Um, from a, a guy that actually, you know, pastoral ministry, family, you know, and then also, you know, I guess the seminary work, I don't know how to intertwine, but what would be your advice for a young, you know, fresh out of seminary, ready to start, you know, budding, ready to go pastor? Um, what would be your, I guess, words of encouragement or, or, or warning or knowledge or whatever when it comes to a young man trying to uh, start pastoring? Yeah, um, that, that's a really good question that we could spend the rest of the time sure uh, good. and go beyond our time in answering. But I think one of the things that, that um, I've tried to do, especially with younger men who graduate from school, is to urge them to find an older man. And the way that I like to put it is be at his elbow mm. as much as you can mm-hmm. and watch him, watch his pastoral ministry, watch him as he interacts with people even watch him um, in his in his life and his family, and mm-hmm. uh, in all just all the things that he does, his interaction if he has co elders or deacons with them, with the people in the congregation, and learn. You know, be be a Timothy to somebody else's Paul, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, don't don't think that. Well, look, I'm I'm in my mid sixties, and I still feel like I have a lot to learn and a long way to go. Wow. So you, you can't um, go into the ministry as a young guy confident that you're going to change the world right? and that you, you, you are now Christ's gift uh, to wherever it is that you live and <laughs> everything's going to go well. You, you need a, a big dose of humility and mm-hmm. that humility can be helped by finding somebody. And he doesn't have to be in your church. Mm. You know, maybe you're going to plant a church somewhere. Um, find somebody. Who, that you can really just get to know. I, when I was a young man, I had a friend who's pastored about 10 miles away from me. And we met every, probably Tuesday, that's a long time ago, but mm-hmm. I think it was every Tuesday we'd get together. We'd read a book together and we would pray together. Mm. And when I went through difficult times as a young man in the ministry and faced things that I, I didn't know, I didn't anticipate, I didn't know what to do, he helped me through those things just wonderfully. Sometimes it was just to take me out of my study mm-hmm. and go for a ride. Uh, we right. both used to love to go to used bookstores way back when. <laughs> and so he, he'd say, let's go get in the car and we'll drive out to such and such a place and we'll look at books. And that's exactly what I needed. He, he understood. So that uh, I, I think, you know, 
a, a young man who can find somebody like that, mm-hmm. whether in your own church or in the in broader area where you are, and he doesn't even have to be a guy whose theology is exactly the same as yours. Mm. Um, you know, it can can be you're you're a Baptist. He's a Presbyterian. Right. Um, let let him know you're always going to be a Baptist. But you, <laughs> you know, you'd love to spend right. time with him. And and it it really is a great blessing and a great help. It was to me, sure, when I was twenty eight years old going into the ministry. Now that that's that's great advice. That's great advice um, for sure. All right, so let's jump into uh, seminary. One of the questions I love to ask seminary guys, um, um, as far as because I'm late to the party. I feel like um, I grew up Baptist, went into the whole charismatic, uh, you know, nonsense. Um, even the New Apostolic Reformation stuff, um, and then pretty much got fatigued from decreeing and declaring and not seeing it in my car, not you know getting big rims and my house not getting bigger. Um, and so all of that stuff led me out of it into solid biblical theology and you know understanding who God is. Um, and so I always talk about what they call the resurgence of Reformed theology. Did you see witness a kind of like a uh, I don't know, resurgence or a uptick of more students being, um, I guess, uh, more excited about it uh, while you, you know, doing, your, I guess, your university time while you're there? Um, wow. That's, no, you're asking me a question about ancient history. Because <laughs> <laughs> I went to college in the 1970s. Okay. Um, but it was it was when I was in college that I, I first encountered the Reformed faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised, or I, I, I became a Christian in a good evangelical church. Mm-hmm. It, it, they preached the gospel, but it was a typical evangelical church. Um, it had all the trappings of what you'd expect in the early 70s. And I went off to this college, Christian college, and I remember I was in a, a history class, and we came to talk about the Reformation and the professor talked about the five points of Calvinism, which I had not heard of sure, before. Sure. And as he talked about them, I thought, that makes sense to me. If God <laughs> is God, th- this all works. Right. So that set me off on the course of starting to read some really good books and mm-hmm. the Banner of Truth books and, and other things, you know, back in the 70s. I don't know that there was a lot, that there were a lot of my peers who were into that i i uh switched colleges in the middle and i went off to um fairly well-known christian college um in another state and there really wasn't much interest in calvinism there in fact uh, some of the administration were anti-calvinists and mm. the, those of us who were the, the handful sometimes we thought we'd be purged <laughs> uh, it, you know it never happened sure. uh, because there were some professors who were sympathetic um there was some talk but so i i didn't see that back in the 70s or in the 80s i mm-hmm. think it's really um in the last maybe 25 years that there's been a, a a bigger increase and you see um more and more and and you have to trace it back to the the banner of truth books that mm-hmm. were published and um certain preachers rc sproul Right. Uh, and, you know, his acceptance. It, it, and th- and that, that stuff really began to, I think, have a powerful impact in, in probably the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree with that. Um, just off of, 
you know, other conversations I've had with other guests, you know, kind of the the stream of, you know, like you said, 70s, not so much 80s, not so much, but 90s is when they really saw it um, really start to, I guess, mm-hmm. increase or more people know about it because um, yeah. it was, you know, uh, the Ministry of Ligonier was one of the things that helped mold me because it, mm-hmm. I didn't know where it was. You know, I, I, I didn't know where I could find it anywhere else, you know, so I right. res- I jumped on YouTube. So that makes mm-hmm. sense. So when, when I saw you at the conference, um, one of the books at the table uh, was, um, I think, is Faith and Life of Baptists, uh, which is not a new release. Uh, right. It's been out for a while. Correct. Or did you redo it? Tell, so let's talk about yeah. that a little bit. Well, that one's been out for probably about five years, maybe four, right. maybe six, something like that. Yeah, but that's uh, that's basically the documents from the 1680s and 1690s of the Baptists in London. Mm. Um, I pulled them all together. I provided some introductory material just to give us some context. See, I, I went and did, I, when I did my doctoral work. Um, when was that? That was back in the early 90s. I, I, I did it because, or, or I was interested in a subject because I realized that a lot of Baptists didn't know much about their roots in the Puritan era. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to know about that. And if possible, I wanted to give some identification so that others were interested. And so I went to Trinity Evangelical Divinity School when Dr. Nettles was there, and he was my professor. And uh, he really helped me a lot. And this, this material that's in that book, Faith and Life, was material that I uncovered way back then. And uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm like most uh, guys who do the kind of work that I do. You want people to read the primary sources, not just what you say about them. Right. Yeah, so, so that was the idea. It had never been done collecting this material in that way. And so I brought it together um, and was able to publish it. And uh, I think it's been useful. I know it's sold uh, quite a bit, and uh, I'm thankful for that. Awesome, awesome. So I I know, you know, the the forbidden question is, like, what projects you might be working on. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not a forbidden question. Um, I've actually done a couple of podcasts about things. Well, come on then. (laughs) uh, In fact, our friend Joe had me on his podcast uh, Uh with Jimmy to, to talk about that, but um, I have a book coming out sometime this year Okay, from Founders Press. Uh, it's volume one of a two-volume set on the Baptist confessions from the 17th century. Nice. So it's, it's an exposition of the first London confession, which had three different forms. Mm-hmm. Um, it was first published in 1644 and then revised in 46, and then lightly revised again in 1651. And I put all those things together. I look at it especially through the lens of the critics. There were, there were a lot of critics, and mm-hmm. many of them were actually Presbyterians who were members of the Westminster Assembly who <laughs> wrote about it. And so I used them as something of a foil to work my way through the theology of the confession. That's volume one. That's at the publishers. Um, volume two, I'm still working on, will be a, uh, an exposition of the second London confession, popularly known as the 1689 Confession. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll, it'll be different from other ones that have been published in that it's a study in historical theology. I'm, uh. I'm asking the question, 
what what did these guys mean when they phrased things the way that they did or when they took material from the Westminster Confession and adapted it, they mm-hmm. changed it. Why did they change it? Um, such and such. So that's probably about 60% done. Um, it's due the end of the year at gotcha. the publisher. So I hope to, uh, to get that done. Although, uh, with classes and mm-hmm. everything else. <laughs> and of course, last year was very little travel, but already this year, uh, travel is starting to pick up again. Right. Right. So yeah. I, I, I have signed a contract and I'm supposed to deliver it by <laughs> December 31st. So pray that I do. We'll, we'll be praying for you, sir. We'll be praying yeah. for you. Yeah, we're we're kind of, uh, I guess you could say, publishing brothers because, you know, I'm connected with Just Thinking and we have two, actually three book series that we sign on with founders as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the first mm-hmm. one, um, I don't know when it's coming out, but we're in the final stages of uh, uh, Just Thinking About Government. And then we're doing right. Just Thinking About Social Justice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. All right, so right here, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. All right, we're back in here uh, with my neighbor, James. Uh, (laughs) I I love that. The inside joke of that, uh, when we were at Founders, uh, we actually were uh, right across the room from each other. And uh, actually, we want to tell the people what what you told us in the in in the uh, elevator when you heard us talking. Well, yeah, I was I came out of my room and you guys were across the hall from me, and I could hear voices. Now they they were loud voices, but you weren't arguing or anything. But I could tell theology was going on in this room. <laughs> something about it. So that that caught my attention. Yeah, man. And then you guys were were in the elevator, and you all had your founders. Uh, lanyards on uh-huh. you know and i didn't have mine on <laughs> and so i i looked at him and i, and I, I thought okay i'm going to talk to these guys so i said i said where are you guys from yeah. and they all looked at me like what do you care right <laughs> <laughs> and i said oh i'm at founders too and then then one of you guys like maybe it was you Dwayne. i don't know said are you dr renahan it said, was yeah, me yeah yep. oh yeah i said okay yeah all right yeah. So that that sort of broke the ice and uh, yeah man that was hilarious. I really, I told my wife about it and I laughed and laughed. And that laughed. is funny. So cool, yeah. man. So, so cool. So right here, uh, James, we do what we call the bar signature questions. These are the three questions I ask all of my guests. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, man. Uh, put, put your seatbelt on. Just kidding. There's nothing like that. <laughs> real, real, uh, I guess I call them signature questions because I ask all of my guests and everybody that's okay. ever been on the show ask these questions. So the first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Classic rock. Classic rock. I love it. Neil Young and Crazy Horse. Yeah, is, man. Uh, my favorite. All right. Yeah. I I actually think I probably could have picked that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting good at this. All right. Okay. Next signature bar question is, what book or books are you currently reading? 
Yeah, I am reading right now Grounded in Heaven, Recentering Christian Hope and Life on God by Michael Allen. Nice. Um, which uh, Michael Allen teaches at RTS in Orlando. And it's it's a really helpful book because he is turning our attention to the fact that the greatest blessing of the afterlife is the, the beatific vision, the presence of God himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he shows that sometimes recent Reformed writing on eschatology has focused upon the new heavens and the new earth and the, 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 the blessing that we will have in, in all that way. Right. And in some ways forgets about or even neglects to think about the, the blessing of being in the presence of God forever. So, right, right. Really, really fine, really helpful book. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Last signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Well, I'm not much of a podcast guy, to be honest with you. I totally understand. Um, just, just And the reason is just that I'm so busy. I get it. You know, it, it, it takes time and uh, I don't have to drive very far uh, <laughs> at, at all, which is when would be the best time to listen. Right. So um, I do occasionally listen to um, uh, Mortification of Spin. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I see a topic that comes up that's uh, really interesting. Um, generally, if I listen to sermons, to be honest with you, I'm listening to my sons. Mm. And I like to keep up with them yeah. and uh, listen to their preaching. And uh, sometimes uh, if, if something on Sunday keeps us home, we'll dial them up on uh, the internet and we'll, we'll watch the live feed from them preaching. But, nice. uh, I think they both, uh, they both do pretty well. And so I, my soul is fed when I listen to them and, uh, you know, awesome. I thank God for, for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if, is the service at the same time? Do you simulcast? Like how do we, <laughs> well, 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 Sam's Micah is in Maine. Okay. So he's an hour ahead of us. All right. and Sam's in California. Uh, so gotcha. he's two hours behind us. So it's really easy. Yeah. To, uh, catch both to, of them. To, yeah, to catch them. Nice. Uh, I know my, my oldest son who lives here downloads them. Uh-huh. And when he goes on his five mile run every morning, he listens to his brothers as they preach. That is pretty cool. So, yeah. Good deal. All right, sir. Well, listen, this was definitely fun. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on my show. And I always love to kind of close out by giving an opportunity to give any words of encouragement, any, um, Anything you want to share with the listeners before we, we uh, get ready to get out of here? Oh, well, thanks, Dwayne. Um, I, I guess that I would want to urge everybody to um, trust in Christ. Um, it's always possible that somebody's listening who has never come to faith. It's true. And, um, you know, we, we, we need to urge those people to realize that uh, this life is not the end, that, that there is a, a resurrection that is coming of the just and of the unjust. We will all stand before God, and we must be prepared. The gospel gives us now the, the freedom to be forgiven by trusting in him. And for believers, whatever difficulties we endure in this life, um, the, the gospel is the strength and the help to us to encourage us, to call us to live by faith. Yesterday I, I was preaching um, and I was trying to urge the people to think through um, the importance of 
uh, knowing that that the Christian life is a life that can be difficult because we Mm -hmm. face a life of trial, and that's a theme that runs throughout all the Bible. Number two, to help one another when we see each other in the midst of difficulty, to come alongside and to, to weep with those who weep, to quote the Lord Jesus. And then thirdly, to trust in Christ in whatever circumstances we face, knowing that he is a faithful Savior who, who has endured like we have, mm-hmm. who, who knows what it is to face the trials of this life, um, who learned obedience as a son, and who now sits at the right hand of the Father as, as one with us. He, he's, he's a man like us. He shares our humanity, and he knows the difficulties that we face, and so he is able to um, draw near to us and to help us in the midst of our troubles. So that that was sort of the applications from the sermon yesterday. It's been on my mind, but yeah. I think it's it's central to, to what our faith is all about. For sure, so. yeah. No, that that is important. Uh, you know, to to know, you know, that that we have a savior that, you know, like you said, experience what we've experienced and 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 draw near to us when we need him the most. Thank you so much for that. Man, really You're good. Welcome. Yes, sir. So, again, thank you for coming on the show to the bar listeners. Thank you guys for listening to the bar podcast, your favorite podcast. Make sure you catch us every Tuesday. Go to thebarpodcast.com and to pick you up some bar gear, go to thebargear.com and to check out all the podcasts on the bar podcast network, go to thebar.network. Until next time, you guys, God bless you, and we are out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.